Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite Golf Packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome to Coach's Corner on Drive 96.9, I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola, and we've got some Raiders news. Raider Nation, let's go, let's go. Raider Nation, let's go, let's go. Raider Nation, are you ready for some football? Head coach John Gruden had a press conference talking about minicamp. We're going to bring that to you right now, as we have not heard a lot from the Raiders. But here is coach John Gruden, courtesy of the Raiders Network, talking about minicamp. So I was hoping to see you guys, but I'll answer any questions that I can. How's it going today? I guess we're... uh, Continuing our Zoom meetings, so I was hoping to, to see you guys, but I'll answer any questions that I can. I'm meeting with the uh, Las Vegas Review Journal. You, you guys made obviously a lot, a lot of changes on the defensive line, a lot of changes in the secondary. Um, you've got a chance to now to see it on the field for this last month or so. Um, how do you feel about those two position groups? Um, you know, as you close up shop here in minicamp and point toward training camp. Feel pretty good. You know, a lot of our practices were instruction based we'll see where we are when we lay the leather down uh, at training camp but Gus Bradley Milas Marinelli our coaches have done a great job on defense and I think we're better I think we have a chance to be much better and a lot deeper and it'll be more competitive John Levi Damian from USA Today can you um, listen on this situation with uh, Divine Diablo I am if there's any concern why he's down here He's, uh, he's out right now. We are very hopeful that he'll be ready to go for training camp. John Ed Green from the Review Journal. To stay on the best Bradley theme as well as you know him, has anything uh, surprised you since he came aboard, the relationship with the players? How do you think that's going in terms of how he's communicating with them and them to him? It's going well. I think it's off to a great start. That's one of his strengths. He's a people person. He's a great communicator. and He's also got a staff that's been with him for a long time. I think that's the, the biggest um, I think, um, thing that he has going for him. A lot of coordinators get hired, and they have to implement their defense with a lot of coaches they've never worked with. But um, Richard Smith's a great linebacker coach. Ron Miles is a great secondary coach. And Marinelli just got a Lifelong Achievement Award for the defensive line coach. So we've got a great defensive staff, and uh, 
and Gus is a great communicator. So far, so good. Hey, John, this is Greg. You're wonderful and welcome. So you think this is your best roster so far? You're here in year four? Well, I'll have to see when we get to camp. Obviously, we like it on paper, we think. Uh, we've made some, some changes that are, you know, in some people's eyes, uh, questionable. But we're, we're younger. I think we're faster. I think we do have more depth. And um, it's hard to update that, that question right now without seeing everything in pads at full speed. Uh, you guys brought in um, Casey Hayward, a veteran uh, quarterback. Um, obviously, you've invested a first-round pick, a second-round pick at quarterback uh, these last couple of years. How do you see that playing out uh, with Casey Hayward's uh, presence and what that might mean for David Arnett or even Trayvon Moore? Yeah, we put a lot of picks into our secondary. Uh, you count Trayvon Marring and Tyree Gillespie and, and obviously Carl Joseph and John Abram. You know, we got a lot of high picks in that secondary. They're young. Hayward is, is going to be a veteran that brings us some seasoning um, and some day-to-day -day consistency. And uh, he's going to provide a lot of competition, I promise you that. He's not here to give away his job. So uh, we like the, the makeup of our secondary. I like the guy coaching him. I think this guy's a special coach. And the best guys are going to play. I don't care if it's Nate Hobbs or Amik Robinson. I don't care what round they came in. We're going to play the best four or five guys, and uh, the players will decide that. John, with the first round pick this year, you guys decided to take a, a guy right back to the kind of Christian Brown. What's been your first initial thoughts that have stuck out to you the most about Alex Motherwood? Well, he's very smart, very athletic. He's long. He's, uh, he's a talented player. And uh, that's why we took him. We had him ranked high on our board. And um, we're glad he fell to us. We're glad he was there for us. Smart guy, very athletic. And uh, he has a lot of experience. So, uh, we're, we're counting on him being our starting right tackle. John, I want to ask you your impressions of your new faces that receiver, um, John Brown, Will Smith, and Dylan uh, Stoner. Yeah, we've got a uh, competition there. Uh, you, you mentioned some of the guys. John Brown's a good player. You know, a couple of years ago, he had over 1,000 yards. He has great speed. Uh, he's learning three positions right now, much like Nelly did last year at this time. I think he's going to give, our, give us some pop. Uh, he can really run, get out of routes, and he can run a wide array of patterns. Um, the other guys you mentioned, you know, Willie Sneed has come in here. He's a real pro. A strong hands, a very precise route runner, tough as hell. And uh, he's going to compete with Renfro in the slot. Um, Dylan Stoner's done well. This uh, DJ Turner, the punt returner from Pitt, uh, very interesting. He's quick, smart, and um, Zay Jones came back ready to go. And our two picks from last year are the guys that I've really been focusing on. Edwards looks good, and Ruggs looks much better than he did this time last year. Now, John, two questions uh, specifically about Henry Ruggs. Uh, I know that there's some, uh, some things that you guys you know, asked him to work on during this offseason. How has that come back? And then also, uh, where you guys are on your vaccination numbers and uh, how that is, is working out. Well, I'm not uh, at liberty to give any statistics on our vaccinations. I speak for myself and coaches. We've all had our vaccinations. and you know, I think uh, our players have bought in. I think we're as good as anybody in the league or better. We hope to have every man vaccinated. And most importantly, every man as safe as possible when the season starts. Um, 
And then in terms of Ruggs, uh, you know, Ruggs didn't have an off-season program last year like a lot of these rookies. And uh, he got hurt the first game against Carolina and uh, got the coronavirus last year, missed some more time. But he's a big reason why Darren Waller had a big year because of the threat of Ruggs. And we don't want to just have Ruggs be a threat. We like him to be uh, on the receiving end of a lot of those threats. So we're trying to get him more and more involved in the pass offense and so far so good. John, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated. I know that coaches are traditionally glass half empty type of people, but what are you most happy with with this team, sir? I like the guys. I think we uh, we have guys that like each other, that love football, that like the preparation. And a lot of these guys play for nothing. You know, they would come out here and, and keep practicing if I didn't blow the whistle. So we don't have any energy vampires. We got guys that like the game that are going to compete. And, um, we have some talent. We have some young, uh, exciting talent. And that, that's what excites me the most. Hey, John Fletcher's character from ESPN. How different, how good has it felt to actually have an off-season program where you can get your hands physically on these guys this off-season? And when you did break tomorrow, what's that message going to be for these guys for the next six weeks? Oh, it feels good. Uh, you know, it's preparation is a big part of this game. You know, you, you got to spend time together, I think. But, um, we're fortunate that we had almost 100% turnout, and uh, we, we, we got better each day. We did a lot of strategic things to focus on every day, and we got better. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. And the, the closing message is uh, going to be personal. You know, we don't talk about the things we say in team meetings, but uh, the expectations are rising now. You know, we, we proved that we can compete in the AFC West. You know, we proved we can win on the road. Now we've got to prove we can uh, win at a much higher level. And uh, we got a great schedule. we got a very difficult set, schedule opening season. So be smart with your time and, and uh, continue to train like a champion. Nice one for Coach John Miller there with the Associated Press. It's uh, Father's Day weekend. You got OTAs and mini camp out of the way. And Deuce has quite a big event in Daytona. Just wondering if you're looking forward to your boy bringing home some hardware from this prestigious event. Yeah, I'm really proud of Deuce. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's going to go down there and be in a different age group this year. He's, he's going against the whole world now. He's going against every man alive. So we'll see what happens in the old powerlifting championship. But, Look forward to getting back to Florida, seeing my dad, seeing my mom, and um, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Thank you. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bob, quick. The neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. 
And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And Vegas Gold Knights, put those brooms away. There will not be a sweep as the Montreal Canadiens started out fast and hard in the first period. And the Knights just weren't able to keep up. Game ended up being a 3-2 game, but the score was not indicative uh, as the Montreal Canadiens led majority of the game. And Alex Petrangelo scored two goals in the third period to kind of get it close. Uh, they pulled Flurry with with about a minute and a half to go in the game. Still wasn't enough to get an opportunity to get a, a tie. Uh, Golden Knights had plenty of opportunities during the game. So we're going to bring you uh, the winning coach, Dominic Duchamp, and Carey Price, the great goalie for the Montreal Canadiens, and Corey Perry. This is courtesy of the Montreal Canadiens Network. But I'd rather see that than, than seeing plays or uh, or uh, plays coming from the slot. So, you know, it's part of playing uh, in our zone. And at one point, you got to give up something. you got to decide where you're going to get up, give up. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll adjust a few things. But overall, we like the way we played. And I think that I think we will be better in this game. And uh, that's what we're going to do. The next question comes from Arpandasu. Oh, hey, Dharma. I just wanted to pick up on that, and I don't want to harp on, on the face-off thing, but because you won, I think, the vast majority of your defensive zone draws tonight. Uh, the second goal was on a play that I think we saw a very similar play in game one. Is... Are you learning anything about what the Golden Knights are doing off those draws that you can that you can counter and prevent that specific type of chance from, from coming? No, we knew how to react. We didn't react well. And we lost it. We lost the face-off, and we didn't react well. We talked about it. We talked about it before the round. So it's not, it was not a surprise in game one. It was not a surprise tonight. We'll take two more for Coach. The next question is for Steve Talent. Tom, you talked before the game about the importance of getting off to a good start. Your team did. What was the key tonight to that good start? And apart from the start, what impressed you most about the way your players performed tonight? Well, we showed some good composure. At one point, I mean, we felt the pressure. They were, you know, they were trying to come back. Overall, we showed some pretty good composure. But I think uh, we can still do a better job. Uh, we wanted to support the puck better. I think we did that tonight, and then it, uh, it pays off. It paid off. Uh, I think we still can be uh, better on a few occasions uh, managing the puck, and we'll do that. We have Kerry Price and Corey Perry here to take your questions. A reminder to direct your question to Kerry or Corey. The first question comes from Eric Engels. Hey guys, question is for Kerry. Um, Kerry, you've known Jeff for a long time. What kind of heart do you think he showed in playing tonight? And uh, do you have a way of describing his new look? Yeah, he's scary looking. Um, you know, but he's uh, he's obviously a big part of our team and played a big game for us tonight. Thank you, Eric. Our next question comes from Guillaume Lafrancois. 
like what, my question is for Gary. I'm, I'm sorry it's a bit awkward because it's about the, the guy next to you, but how can you describe Corey's, um, Corey's edge in the playoffs and in, in games like, uh, like tonight? Oh, well, he's been here before. Um, you know, that show is on the ice and in the locker room. And he's got poise, uh, poise with the puck, and uh, he's a voice on the bench for us. Thanks, Guillaume. Our next question comes from J.F. Shema. Hi, Kerry. Sorry, Corey. Again, a question for Kerry. Um, <laughs> is, there, is there any way Kerry can describe your sale against, against Martinez and also... The fact that the team blocked 24 shots in front of you tonight, how can you describe the help of your, your teammates? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, these guys are out there paying the price every night. Um, you know, that's what the playoffs are all about, and you have to earn every, every victory, but, you know, every bruise is worth it at the end of the day. Thanks, JF. Our next question is for Corey from John Morosi. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Corey, uh, the, the start to the game, the first 10 minutes were similar to game one, but obviously you were able to sustain it for much longer tonight. Why do you think your overall game was able to be sustained for so much longer this time around? Well, I think we got a bounce. Um, you know, I, I liked our start last game, and uh, we had chances to score. And, you know, you, you got to give credit. I mean, you know, Flurry made some big saves early on in game one and, and uh, kept it kept it even. So, But tonight we got a, we got a bounce, and um, you know, we, we rode that momentum. Thanks, John. Our next question comes from John Liu. Question for Corey. Uh, uh, sorry, Carrie. Question for Carrie. Carrie, the, uh, the save that you made on Martinez, which body part did you get on that? Because it just didn't seem like it was clear in the replays how it went in off of you and out of play. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I'm just using all my extremities so far. Um, you know, I just, uh, just about uh, about competing. Thanks, John. The uh, next question will come from Arpan Basu. Uh, questions for Corey. Uh, it's a bit awkward having you two guys with some little first names up there, but Corey, um, I don't know if you got a good look at it on, on the bounce that you mentioned on, on Armia's goal, but is that, how difficult of a play was that for him to make, in your opinion? I haven't seen the replay. I just know um, Eddie made a good play coming down the wall, and I got it to him. He took a shot, but I have no idea what happened really after that. So I'll take a look. But, uh, um, you know, Army's a good player. He's got soft hands, and, and he found a, found a way to put him in. We'll take a few more for the guys. We'll go to J.F. Shaman for a follow-up. Gary, it's nothing new, but how can you describe the, the impact on your line, the way you, Eric, and, and Yoel are able to play? Well, I mean, I know we've been talking about it for a while that we're, you know, three big bodies like to play, flip the puck, get the offensive zone, cycle the puck, wear people down. Um, you know, that goal today that, that we scored is a carbon copy of what we want to, how we want to play and what we want to do with the puck. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it, it was a good shift for us. Thanks, JF. The next question comes from John Warrow. Hey, uh, yeah, this is for Corey Perry. Um, just wondering, getting getting the lead and getting the first goal. You talked about the bounce. Um, it looks like it, it looked like you guys got into a more comfortable type of game that you played within yourselves. How important was that as compared to what happened in Game One? Well, I think you, you get that bounce early. You get that that go-ahead goal and you, you play with the lead. You're not chasing the game. Um, 
and then you know it just falls into place from there. And uh, you know I thought the guys responded well and kept kept that momentum and, and rode it. We'll take one more for the guys. Go ahead, John Morosi. Thanks so much. Uh, this one is for Corey as well. Corey, just to be part of an original six franchise at, at this time of year and, and competing at this level again, of course, you've been here many times before, but what does this journey and this team mean to you right now? That's exciting. Um, I, I've mentioned it before. This is a, a team I grew up cheering for and, and to put on that, that jersey each and every night and, and play for this franchise, it, it's a special feeling, um, you know, especially, especially when you're in the playoffs and you're battling uh, with, with you know, 20, 20 other guys in the dressing room for one one common goal, and uh, you know it, it's been it's been a dream come true. But uh, there's a lot of work left to be done. Hi guys, we're here at the Casablanca, and we are at the world class spa and salon. Okay, at least tell us about the amenities that you have. So we have two heated pools and a eucalyptus steam room, a relaxation room, and we even have our own private menu to order lunch. Okay, tell me about the triple shot trio. So that is a scrub, a massage, and a wrap, and it's 100 minutes for $160. So Sign me up! Yeah, let's go get you one. Sounds good. Prices for their massages start at just $45. Plus, they have several spa packages to choose from to make your stay at the Casablanca the perfect retreat. Their popular room and spa packages for just $99 comprise of one night in the deluxe tower room at the Casablanca Resort and your choice of a 50-minute sweetest massage, a 50-minute European facial, or a 45-minute pumpkin pedicure. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on Highway Radio Network. The slow start by the Vegas Golden Knights puts the Montreal Canadiens at 9-1 when they score their first goal in their last 10 games. Um, so you, this is a team that's going to come out really strong. you got to be able to stay with them and play hard and keep them under control. Uh, Knights got down 2 nothing in the first period, and they could never really recover from there. And as I said, uh, Alex Petrangelo scored two goals in the third period, but uh, really the 3-2 score was not indicative of the game. So uh, here is Coach Pete DeBoer talking about the loss to the Montreal Canadiens, courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights Network. We have Coach DeBoer here to take your questions. First question, Ben Goose. Ben? I guess just how much did this game remind you of game one in terms of they came out with a good start and it took you guys about a period or so to find your game? Yeah, similar, you know. Uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed, obviously, with our, our first 10 minutes. I think uh, we should have should have been better. We had no excuse tonight. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you get to the final four, you spot a team two goals, uh, you're playing with fire. Jesse Granger, The Athletic. Jesse. You mentioned after the first game how important it was to get the lead because of how well they play when they have the lead. Um, what specifically do you think they do that locks things down so much once they're up a goal? Well, I mean, they're, they're a good defensive team. I, I'm not sure that, that we got locked down tonight. Right? I thought we, we generated enough chances to, to dig our way uh, 
scratch our way back into that game, you know. Um, again, you know, so a little, a little uh, uh, unfortunate on some of our opportunities, some posts, and uh, he made some saves when he had to. I, you know, I don't think it was a case of, of us getting locked down once we got behind. I actually thought we, we generated some really good looks over the last 40 minutes. David Shane, Las Vegas, Rookie Journal. Hey, David. Hey, Pete, is there an update on Chandler Stevenson and how does his absence affect things from your perspective? Uh, upper body injury, and uh, I would call him day to day, and um, it, it affects you, but everybody's dealing with it. There's nobody that's got a healthy roster this time of year. Justin Emerson, Las Vegas, huh? Justin. Hey Pete, I wanted to ask how you felt about the push there at the end. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but from kind of the time that Petrangelo scored that second goal, it seemed like you guys were on until the end, but obviously didn't get that last one. But what do you think about uh, the way that the guys finished up again? Yeah, I, you know, again, I, I I thought I thought the second period and the third period we we uh, we did a lot of good things. You know, put a lot of pressure on them, got some really good looks. Uh, you know, and, and particularly. You know, over the last five minutes, uh, but you know, even prior to that, um, you know, I, I thought we had some good luck. We just, you know, you, you can't uh, can't fall behind that much that early, and, and you know, it's not even one goal. You know, when you get down two, it's just really hard to come back. I mean, we've done it before. We did it in the Colorado series, but you're, you're playing with fire uh, when you do that, and uh, you know, we got burned tonight. Ed Greeny. Hey, Ed. Hey, Pete. A lot's being asked right now and of your players about what you're not doing right in the first period. Well, for the last two games, what do you think they are doing right? Sometimes the other side doesn't get credit for what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think they've been a, 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 you know, that's kind of their identity. I think, you know, every team has kind of identity pieces. I think, you know, if, you know for us, we're a real good second period team, have been all year. That's an example of that. I think they're a quick starting team. I think that's part of their identity. I think that, you know, going into game one, uh, you know, they had the lead in, in seven straight games, I believe. So, so that, that's part of what they do. And uh, we've got to have an answer for that. We have two more questions. Next question, Mark Spector. Hey, Mark. Hey, Pete. Uh, you know, they say the series doesn't really get started until the road team wins a game, right? Uh, is this just, you know, I know you're not sitting there thinking you're going to sweep this thing. I get that. A lot of people certainly around the league are saying that Vegas was going to walk through Montreal pretty easy. Uh, this would just be the ebb and flow of a playoff series, I assume. You win one, you lose one, and we get in the meat of this thing. Is that fair? Yeah, those those people that said we were going to sweep were the same people who said Colorado was going to sweep us. So, um, you know, I, you don't get to the Final Four without knowing that uh, this is going to be a battle and if it takes overtime in seven games and it takes overtime in seven games you just want to make sure you move on and uh, you know we, we we knew this wasn't going to be easy and, and we have a tremendous amount of respect for their team they, they've beaten two very good hockey teams to get here and and uh, you know won a lot of games so um, you know it's uh, it is what it is we're in a better spot than we were Last round after two games, and we'll go into Montreal and look to win a game. Last question, Kevin McGrann. Hey, Kevin. 
if you just curious about the power play and, and their penalty kill, their penalty kill has been superb since the middle of the first round. And I know your power play is sort of struggling. What do you do to turn that around? Um, well, I, I don't think it's an accident. Their their penalty kill has been good, you know. As Carey Price's game has been really good, you know. Your goalie's always your best penalty killer, so uh, you know. And, and for us in the power play, yeah, we we've got a, you know, tonight's a night that uh, you really need one uh, from that unit, and we've got to keep uh, working at it. Coach, thank you for your time. Thank you. Coach's Corner continues. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And we've got Vegas Golden Knights players. So the first ones that will be speaking will be Alex Petrangelo and Keegan Colsar, uh, number 55, number 7 for Petrangelo. And then we will have Mark Stone, 61, and Mark Andre Fleury uh, just talking about the game and uh, just can, you can hear the disappointment in their their voices. So uh, this is courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights Network. So here are Petrangelo, Koslar, Stone, and Flurry talking about the loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Hey, Alex, uh, did this game, I guess, have a sense of deja vu at all in terms of they came out uh, really well and it took you guys, you know, a period or so to adjust? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a tough conversation here for uh, a little while, last series too. So uh, something we got to continue to talk about and fix. Uh, not good enough at the beginning, not good enough uh, in the first period. You can see when we get to our game what we can do, but uh, not good enough in the start. Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Suns. Hey, Alex, Pete said the other day that they do a good job, or they're a different team when they're playing with the lead. I'm curious kind of what you see from them and what is it that they do to kind of suppress offense when they've got a lead? Uh, I mean, they protect the middle of the ice really well, especially the front of their net. So uh, they're blocking shots and uh, take away the middle of the ice, especially in the um, their defensive zone. So it's just a matter of us finding holes there and taking a look at how we can uh, find a way to expose that. I mean, I thought we... We got into the ozone. It's just a matter of trying to find ways to score. Jesse Granger, the athletic. And can you maybe guess through when you found out you're going to move up to the top line and what that was like uh, playing with those guys? Yeah, um, it's a real special privilege playing with players like that. Um, I got asked this before, I think, by you as well, and it's just the next man up mentality. Um, when's your chance to you know produce and? Get the opportunity, you guys step up to the plate. And we have one last question here from Brian Blessing. Alex, could you just talk about assignments on faceoffs? Both teams having really good success off the draws. Everything's magnified at this time of year. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think usually always on draws is always a plan. There's always things that you're trying to run to create offense. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, uh, I wanted to work tonight, and one that was just kind of the uh, Coley did a great job, obviously winning the draw, and they created some traffic in front. So I think both teams are always on high alert, especially when you get to this time of the year. Uh, you know each other's coverage, just trying to find a way to make some plays and get some offense out of it. Thank you for your time, Greg. You're welcome. We have Mark Stone and Mark Andre Curry here to take your questions. We'll start right away with a question from Ben Ghost. 
throw Mark Stone, just how much did this game feel similar to game one in terms of they came out strong with the push and it took you guys about a period to find your game? Um, yeah. I mean, for whatever reason, our starts in the playoffs haven't been good enough. Uh, you know, we've been burnt before. Uh, we got burnt again tonight. Can't go down 2 nothing. expect to win the game, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, the last two periods, I've played pretty well, but chasing the game um, is not an easy task against anybody, but these guys play a good team game when they get the lead, so um, we got to do a better job with our starts. we got to find our preparation. Jesse Granger, The Athletic. For Mark Stone, you mentioned that they play a good team game when they have the lead. You mentioned uh, after game one how important that was to get the lead. What specifically do you think they do so well when they have the lead? I don't know, they play five as a five-man unit for the majority of the game. Um, you know, the D zone, they five together. Neutral zone, they five together. And they clog it up pretty good. So, um, but with that being said, we had a lot of good looks. And we had to capitalize on some of those in the second period. We had a post and you know, a chance in the slot. You know, we had lots of chances to score. Power play needs to score. Um, we have opportunities to uh, to call our way back in the game, but um, you know, we're down two after the first. And, we get down three nothing. It's a, it's a tough hill to climb, um, but we'll be ready to go in, uh, in Montreal. Next question, Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun. Also from Mark Stone, I just wanted to ask how much you thought you think, or how how much you thought Chandler Stevenson not being in the game affected. Obviously, a player that you and Max have played really well with. He's a big loss. He's been uh, one of the top centermen uh, all year. Uh, you know, he's, you don't replace him, but um, with that being said, uh, Coley stepped up real well. They played a great game for us. Um, he's poised and he's good to know the ice really well for Max and I. Um, when you lose guys, some of these guys step up, and um, you know, I think Coley's going to you know, do a good job uh, going forward in the series. We have three more questions here. Next question, Kevin McGrann. Hi, this is uh, for Mark Andre Fleury. I know you've uh, played Montreal plenty of times in your career, um, but this time is maybe a little bit more special. The stakes are quite high, and you're going back across the border for the first time in I don't know how long it's been since you've been home in Canada. Can you talk about what it will mean for you to play in front of that crowd and, and, and the stakes this time and, and crossing the border? business? Uh, it'll, it'll be nice. No, I haven't, uh, haven't been back in a little while now. I think since last season before quarantine. Um, yeah, it's always, uh, it's always a building, it's fun to play in, you know, it's always uh, usually pretty loud, you know, and I think they're going up to 3,500 uh, people in there, so it should be uh, still, you know, I'm not asking that here, but still, still fun to play in. Uh, but uh, the goal is the same, so it's just to go in and, and grab the win, you know, and then grab the, the next one in game two. David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi, from Mark Andre. Can you take us through the third goal? That seems to be the big one for them. Maybe what you saw that made you decide to go for the poke check there? Yeah, we regretted that as soon as I did. Um, I don't know, I made my mind a little too early about it. And, um, and he, he cut towards the middle you know, pretty early, and it was, it was too far away. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that. Last question, Mark Masters, TSN. From Mark Stone, Mark, what, what do you see as the key to getting the power play uh, on track? 
Um, I guess possession. Um, now they're very aggressive up ice. Uh, I'm gonna start with the puck. Um, now I don't think we won any of our faceoffs to, to start. Um, and then they get the kill or they get the they get the clear. And, um, they're very aggressive. So uh, when we get set up, um, that's when we get our looks. So we had a few chances on the second one. In the second period, when we get set up, we get them moving, get some shots. Uh, but we got to find ways to bear down on it. But I think it starts with you know starting with the puck, entering the zone with uh, with the puck, and, and getting set up. I, I don't think that uh, we've done a good enough job set, setting up the plays to. Uh, and have that sustained ozone time. They've done a, uh, a pretty good job of getting honest and being aggressive. Thank you for your time, Brian.